If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. With an all new episode of Keep It. I'm Ira Madison III, and the white boy's on strike. Um, he heard WGA strike, SAG strike. Lewis and I are in both, and he said, Let me get the fuck up out of here. I'm tired of you hoes, deuces. I'm kidding. Uh, as we said last week, Lewis is out, and in his place, I have a wonderful guest co-host, the hilarious Jay Jordan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. So excited to be here. This is like, I, this is like the Barbie and Ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making your ice spice. Wait, 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 wait a minute. First of all, thank you for thinking I'm young. That makes me so happy. Thank you for thinking that I grab my coochie in public as much as she does. Thank you for thinking that like I can blow up and sometimes still be out of breath when I perform. Thank you. Thank you for all of those things. And you know what? Hell yeah, this is this is this is Princess Diana. This is yeah. what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but also shout out to Lewis. Uh I it, I'm sorry for the loss of your grandmother, but also thank you for letting me fill in this spot for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think we've talked about you on Keep It before. I heard, I heard someone said they were talking about you on Keep It. I got worried, then I listened. I was like, <laughs> you didn't say compliments. You just said, girl, girl. The streets are talking. The streets are talking. <laughs> First of all. Who does that? Oh, who, like I feel who, like who who is like I hate when people give you a message without context, right? That's what like people. That's like a friend or somebody texts you like, "Can we talk?" <laughs> or and have I'm you like, seen this? Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's be, going on? Because be can fair, we talk? To is be very fair, dark. To be fair, they followed up very quickly that they were praising me. So okay. I was like, okay. Then I listened. I was like, that was right. But also, it's very. I think it's. I think it's very kind of serendipitous because mm-hmm. that was concerning Glad Award, Glad Media Awards, yes. um, which it was me versus Lewis, <laughs> and mm-hmm. now this week, well, last week it was announced it's my show versus Lewis's show again, and he left a very rude comment on my Instagram post. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? <laughs> he basically said that he would throw a tantrum if we won an Emmy. 
Well, well, well jokes on we you. Know, you work at the problem with John Stewart. I do, and you know, Lewis works at Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, and, and they're friends. I love, I love both shows, and they are, of course, they're friends. You know, they come from like the old Comedy Central yes. days, etc. Um, you know, they were running the streets together. But <laughs> wait, wait a second, John and Jimmy were running the streets. <laughs> well, I mean, like he, J- Jimmy was on Comedy Central, wasn't he? he like was, the Man he was. Show. What? We don't bring it up. We don't bring it up. <laughs> we can bring up the Man Show. We just don't bring up that other nigga who was on the show. <laughs> We don't bring up him. Uh, John, ha- uh, J- Jimmy has his number blocked, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, John was on The Daily Show back then, too. So I felt like they was running the streets. Yeah, and John guest starred, I think, on the live version of Facts of Life that mm-hmm. Jimmy produced. This yeah. was Lewis's message. You fuckers beat me for a GLAAD award, and if it happens again, I'm bursting into tears on Hollywood Boulevard. Parentheses, congrats, exclamation point. Well, so it's very sweet. Spoiler alert. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> no. But, no, but the you know, Emmys, we're going to talk about the Emmys this week, by the way. But you know what's not going to happen? What? The Emmys, girl. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the Emmys and the strike this week uh, and why the Emmys probably will not be happening. But I do just want to say, like, you know, who else is nominated against you? Is it John Oliver? Uh, no, because it's variety. So it's talk, not okay. variety, which there's a. Because they a love giving it to John Oliver. And you know what? I'm so happy for all of my peers and friends <laughs> and uh, WGA members who are on strike but have Emmys from John Oliver. Shout out to all y'all. Ryan Ken, they got their first Emmy last year. I love mm. that. So, you know. You know, I could have an Emmy. Okay. Because, you know, I was interviewed to be a writer on The Daily Show once. <laughs> Trevor Noah did not hire me, but in, in a sliding doors universe, I have several Emmys. I, listen, I went for the first time last year to the Creative Arts Emmys. Some people call it the Schmimmies. It's still the real Emmys. You still get the hardware. Um, it's well, who like, hosts it? Who hosts it? Probably hosts like, it? Probably like... Uh, Everybody? No, no, no. Who hosts it? It probably, is... Probably, like, probably, probably Pink Doll from... Pinky Doll from TikTok. Like the no, gang gang no, ice cream. So good. They, She's probably hosting it. No, they have a stick that they pass around that's the talking stick <laughs> at the Creative Arts Emmys. And whoever's holding... The conch show gets to speak. It's Lord of the Flies over there. Girl, it is Lord of the Flies because we were children. <laughs> we were children. Um, I'm excited to have you here in the studio. This, like, you know, it feels like a New York link. Up. Yes. Unfortunately, it is the worst weather imaginable in New York. Ooh, ooh. Right now, it's hot as hell. Listen, I'm from Mississippi. Mississippi heat has traveled up the East Coast. (laughs) The Mississippi humidity did the Great Migration this summer. It went up to New York, and it's staying. It it is just a hug outside. It's nasty. It is the kind of weather where, you know, you see, like, um, everybody black has, like, a towel (laughs) on the subway (laughs) to dab themselves. (sighs) People have, like, the towel on their head in yeah. between their... Like, it's the head, it's the towel. We all and have... Then, and then, you know, it's the snapback. Like, you <laughs> like you have to keep the snapback dry so you we have a hand towel. like Big Pun and Fat Joe. <laughs> we all have a towel, a baseball jersey, a wife beater, and some shorts. <laughs> 
Um, all right. So we're going to talk about the Emmys this week, the nominations. We're going to talk about the strike. SAG AFTRA has joined the WGA on strike. We're going to talk about that. But as you all know, that means, you know, the guests that we have on the show. Mm-hmm. These actors can't be coming on to promote anything anymore. You know, guys, unfortunately, you know, we had Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie booked and this Tom week. Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise booked this week, but none of them could make it Th- this week. And, you know, you can't confirm or deny if I'm lying. So it's believable that one of them <laughs> would be on Keep It. I'm going to let y'all, I'm gonna let you, y'all try and figure out who, you know who is I believable. Would... But... I would say Goslin. I think mm. Goslin would come on. He would. He would. He's and, fun. Y- yes. He he you know what he would do? He would come, he'd promote the movie, and he'd probably also he'd sing a little Jodeci from back mm. in the Mickey Mouse Club days. He he I think he'd do something out of the box. They really had them singing grown ass songs on that show. Songs about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Why are you why is a 12 year old saying, so you're having my baby? Christina Aguilera singing like Whitney's He's All the Man <laughs> I Need. Wait a second. What all man? The man? <laughs> Let's talk about the homework. Yes. You better <laughs> open up your Lisa Frank. Don't come to me. Uh, also, you can imagine if Ryan Gosling were on the show this week, um, I would just be asking him about Young Hercules <laughs> and Breaker High and just staring into his blue eyes uh, and being like... Ask him about Remember the Titans. Yeah. That's, that's a trajectory. Yes. Be like... You sure you want to play house with Eva? Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> He's a good man, Ira. Come on. My son need a new pappy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> anyway, we have the fantastic Tori Kelly here. Woo-woo. Uh, talk about a singer with vocals. Let, let's No, because let's actually talk about it. Because when you look up anyone trying to do fun covers of songs, when you look at anyone with that much control, with that much precision with their instrument, and a person who is always there, like, just always on the periphery being like, girl, what's going on? Oh, shit, you got something new? I love Tori Kelly. My husband loves Tori Kelly so much. When he found out, he was like, so I was like, you can't come. You can't come. It's not, it ain't that kind of gig. First of all, it's Zoom. So don't... (laughs) Why are you denying your husband Tori no, no, Kelly? No. I love I love Tori Kelly. Also, and you bring this up almost every week. You talk about somebody black folks love. Yeah. You said Paramore last week in Fallout Boy because of Babyface and because mm-hmm. of a number of and the Haley Williams connection to Mississippi and the church. But black people love Tori Kelly. And guess what? Them 23 Me results came back. And now we know why. Yes, yes. We know okay. Why. Her, her pappy. <laughs> <laughs> It also was very funny because black people were like, girl, you didn't have to take that test. <laughs> what? What? We I see, know. I see your curl pattern. We do. <laughs> we do. You you have an open invite to the BET Awards. <laughs> anyway, Tori Kelly. Standing is- <laughs> invitation. Anyway, once again, me talking like I'm on SNL. We got a great show for you this week. <laughs> Tori Kelly is here. We'll be right back with War Keep It. Say absolutely not, you depraved weirdos, to book bands and drag bands with brand new merch. The now serving 
collection is perfect for your next drag brunch or any time you want to serve up a side of Descent realness. Pick up a Free the Books tea or magnet and transport yourself back to the days when Free Willy was in theaters and school libraries weren't controlled by racist parents. Well, I went to school in Milwaukee, so my library was always controlled by racist parents, but you get what we're saying here. As you should know by now, the members of SAG-AFTRA decided that the picket lines needed some hot people. (laughs) You're a hot rider. I'm a hot rider. Don't do that to us. But we're in SAG and the WGA. Okay, now now we do get into the specifics of it. Where is my hotness coming from? (laughs) Uh, So now we are all on strike. And for the next few months will not be a picnic. What is in store for Hollywood? We're going to talk about that. But first, let's get back to that question, though. Like, okay, everyone's always making the memes online about SAG joining the WGA. And then, you know, there's always some writers being like, we're hot, too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And I'm like, yes, there are hot writers. mm -hmm. Not all of them. Okay. (laughs) Let's, I think... And I don't want to cause controversy, but... If you are a writer who is not also in SAG, if you are hot, you are usually not a white man who is straight. (laughs) It's just very funny because a lot of writers, particularly in my corner of the WGA, we're talking about comedy writers, we're talking about Mm -hmm. late night writers. It there there was for the longest time an overwhelming majority of white men in hoodies year round. And that was just, I didn't say they were bad white men. I didn't say they were good white men. They were just white men who loved hoodies. Loved hoodies was where, they were wearing Asics before they came back this summer. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That sort of energy was in the rooms a lot. Some of those people, surprisingly handsome, some of those people look like writers. Now, (laughs) what's occurred because of the diversity of writers' rooms now is we have so many different beautiful black and brown people and people of color and women and queer people and trans people and non-binary people. And we have people that every now and then look in a mirror before they leave the house. (laughs) And so it's hard to... It's hard for me to say, oh, the the pickets finally got hot. But I will say this. They definitely got louder. Because, mm. <laughs> like, the writers for the first couple of the first couple of pickets, I was I was getting the bullhorn a lot. OK, I was getting the bullhorn a lot. And it's because they needed rhythm and uh, projection. <laughs> and some people have one, not the other. OK, <laughs> but I'm expecting the strikes to be even more lit. So. Continue. Union right, because you got you got you got everybody on the line now. You got you got you got you know you got day players, you got um, Law and Order SVU culprits, uh, and then they're <laughs> also then they're also mixing with like you know like like the big dogs. You know, like first of all, <laughs> I was going to say some people like Mark Ruffalo, but first of all, Mark Ruffalo's ass was out there even before SAG was striking. It is very funny. Mark Ruffalo sees a protest and he is like, "Let me get in it." Yeah, Mark Ruffalo it was out there for a while. And every now and then, you see a person in New York who looks like Mark Ruffalo. Hand to God, it's usually him. 
If, if you if you bump into someone in New York that kind of looks like Mark Ruffalo, he's just out here. He's he's he goes to a lot of stores. Can I tell you a Mark Ruffalo story? Yes. So you remember the um, election? Yeah. Uh, and you know uh, he loves to get involved. Uh, there was a period where people were recording Instagram like videos, putting them on Twitter, mm-hmm. whatever about why they were voting for Joe Biden. Okay. And if we could flash back to the election, you know, I was, you know, I was pro Joe. Okay, yes. you know, I was, I was in it to win it. Well, because uh, yes. I was donating to Kamala Silk Press Fund. That's I, not what I, it's called. <laughs> That's not. He was donating to the Ski Fund. He was donating <laughs> to the Laughing Gas Fund. <laughs> She told, sideway, sideway. she told Kiki she doesn't get a silk press. She says she just uses a hard brush. Which, let me tell you something. That is that is an older black woman lying to you and checking lying. you. Lying. Lying. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like one of your aunties being like, I never had sex with that man. Now, nah, auntie, okay. You went on dates with him. He paid for everything. He took us on trips. You were sleeping with, you were sleeping with, with, with Mr. Calvin. I, we No, mm. I would never. I would. Ne- I'm a woman of God. You never. You never. No. Mm. She just lied <laughs> directly to Kiki Palmer's face. And you know what, Madam Vice President, as is your right. <laughs> I don't get a silk press. Come uh, on, a hard brush. Listen. Speaking of ski weeing, I would get back to this Mark Rubble story. But speaking <laughs> of ski weeing, I heard the most ski weeing of my life. First of all, my mom was Delta. Mm-hmm. So I was raised in a house with, you know, a lot of red and elephant paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I was like, okay, it's like Marco Polo's Yeah, we get we get into Divine you know? Nine talk on Keep It. <laughs> this is what happens. But the AKAs were out this past weekend because I was in LA okay. for my um dear friend um Kelly Carter, um her wedding. Um to her man, Moreno, who is fantastic. Kelly is an entertainment journalist. She's been in the game for a minute. Like, when I was at BuzzFeed years ago, my first job, like, she was my mentor there. Uh, But she, like, is, like, repped Black Hollywood down, and they love and support her. So, like, the AKAs were strolling, (sighs) doing the dance. Like, first of all, the dance was cute. (laughs) It's always going to be cute. The pinky up in the air. Uh, They were strolling at the wedding. Um, But, like, when I tell you this wedding had, like, Shantae Moore sang. First of all, we had to lock up our phones. So Shantae Moore sang. sang. Um, Tyrese gave a speech. Okay. Um, you know, two of her best friends are like Gab Union and Jamel Hill. Um, the phones were locked up. This is the, the beautiful. This is up. the beautiful Tux photo. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, Olivia Munn and John Mulaney were there. Okay. 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 And, and <laughs> if, if you want to watch them watching. AKA's Ski Weed. <laughs> that was, it was worth the price of the That's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite SNL sketches. The one with him where he is doing the cha-cha slot or he's just doing a black line dance yeah. at a black function. It was akin to that, I would yes. assume. <laughs> Wait a second. Is that John Mulaney doing the wobble? Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a second. Is John Mulaney dancing to Pound Town? Is he getting his coochie scratch? Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> Wait a second. Just, his booty hole is brown. Okay. All right. Um. Anyway, diver- diversion over. Mark Ruffalo slides into my DMs 
because uh, we used to follow each other on Twitter, you know, before I was banned, et cetera. Um, <laughs> we don't have to get into that again. But he asked me, would you record a video saying why you're so excited to get out the vote for Joe Biden and post it? Ooh. And I quietly left him on red. <laughs> Can, can I say, good on you. Imagine good, if I made that damn video. Good on you. Y'all would be clowning me till I'm in the casket. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that... <laughs> you never want that video to exist forever so that people can save it and put it up whenever something happens. Right. You know, <laughs> I... People were very... They were like, oh, it was a South Carolina primary that did it. When they're like, oh, why do black people like Joe Biden? And a lot of people had to understand. We're like, no, we just, we we understand worst case scenario Mm -hmm. more than some people. It just, it was. Right. Worst case scenario is, you know, Trump is either going to jail or is going to become the United States of Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will be like, oh, he's been on the throne for so long. I got to get back to the mines. But all hail God, Emperor King, Trump. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm glad you didn't make the video, though. Thank you. I I think that Black people publicly being able to make fun of Joe Biden is actually an indicator of our fondness of him. Mm-hmm. If we like you, we get to tease you a little bit. Just mm. deal with it. I have had to explain that to, you know, as a person who's gone to, you know, some predominantly white schools mm-hmm. and had some white friends. Um, that is also a sign of love. Yes. You know, because I'm like, when I'm like in a group text with my black friends or we're hanging out, like, you will be shading each other. Yeah, just et cetera. Little... If you can't take that, then... I don't know what we're doing here. People will see replies to tweets and be like, are y'all fighting? I'll be like, no, it's just a little key. We just put it on each other's wigs a little bit. It's just a little I just tug. Shifted a bit. Just, <laughs> I just what's wrong with the bob? Nothing. <laughs> All right. What was Claudia Jordan at the wedding? She was not. Okay. She was not. She was not. She was not. Some members of new edition were. Wait a minute. Which girl. one? Um, I don't remember who. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, Essence Atkins was there. Love Essence Atkins. Yes. We love Essence Atkins. The voice of... Re- Here's the wild part. So, Essence Atkins, well, she was on Smart Guy. I think she was smarter than TJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be like, kids can get in trouble. TJ almost got molested. Essence, As- Essence Atkins wasn't going to crazy folks' houses. Yes, in that episode. Yes. Yes. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the older sister was smarter than the smart guy on the show. He was a genius, but I, I, that show to me also, ooh, we can talk about it because our FUBU jersey is going to come back because Mo always had like a FUBU jersey. They had like FUBU jerseys in in the beginning, in like the show opening. You know, I love a FUBU jersey. I love mesh. I I I have a FUBU vintage jersey that I wear sometimes. (laughs) Don't say vintage. I mean, like, it's old. Yeah, it's 20 years old, but it's vintage. It's vintage. You got, I'm realizing this in real time. Yes, and old. S- and someone wore a FUBU jersey to the, I went to the, I went to the movies. Oh, my gosh. What movie just came out? Mission Impossible? No. Oh, my goodness. The, it's a the girl. The Blackening. Co- no, I saw, I saw The Blackening. The girl comedy. 
Oh, uh, Joyride. Joyride. Uh, so, so Sabrina Wu, they are a very funny comedian. I saw them and Joyride went to Williamsburg Cinema, and someone at that showing was wearing a FUBU jersey. And me and my friend were like, oh, are we busting them back out? Are I they back? Sure. I want to wear a FUBU jersey on the picket line. <laughs> You should. I want the blue and gold one. I I want a FUBU jersey. That's actually the next investment investment piece. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 plan. Let's coordinate some FUBU. Yes. On the line. Yes. Because I also, do need to get back on the picket line. I've been is, out of town people so much. Be, you've been thugging with your rounds. I, <laughs> <laughs> sexy. Okay. I, re, I know we're supposed to talk about the strike, but sexy red showed up at a middle school or a high school. <laughs> The first thing she did was flick the kids off. Then she threw up bees because she banging a little bit. And then she was like, I'm here to give y'all haircuts and prom money. <laughs> and then the school administrator was like, shut it down. Shut uh-huh. it down. They all stormed the court. We ta- I talked about this on the show when it first came out. Pound Town 2 by Sexy Red uh, featuring Nicki Minaj, the remix, and about how this was becoming my song of the summer. <laughs> it really is. I'm hearing this song everywhere. Pound Town and is, weddings, <laughs> and weddings, graduations, <laughs> funerals. Pound Town is an anthem. Uh. Uh, and to bring it back to what we're talking about on the picket lines, the music needs to get better. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, if we're wearing Fubu and like bopping to Pound Town, there are more black actors than there are black writers. Mm-hmm. I think that really not talking about hot people in flux. A there's going to be a, just an influx of you know like. Niggas on the picket line. Yes, yes. And I'll say, I love you, Rivers. I love Weezer. But now, they they played one of the pickets. You know, let's switch it up a little bit. Rivers Cuomo played a picket? (laughs) Yeah, Weezer was on one of the pickets. In LA, in New York, in New York, in New York. don't give a fuck about New York. Let me tell you. New York, New York, we are on tiny ass sidewalks. With people, with people, with people bustling past to get to work, like get the fuck out of my Tell way. It, people but- don't walk in LA, so like you, you just get cars honking in support. And on New York, like people are walking past, like if you don't get the fuck out of my way, when I am late to work. I, when I tell <laughs> you that New Yorkers just go, oh, that's crazy. Could you move? <laughs> it's like, there was okay. We were in Midtown a couple of weeks ago at a picket. There was a guy who, and I don't know why, he was wearing. A strap on, but on his face, and he looked at us like we were crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't make this up. Writers, if you remember this and you're listening, it happened. So I think that, like, if New York needs some, like, you know, we need a little bit of an injection of life into some of the pickets. I think the SAG after a a strike definitely, like, emboldened numbers. Mm. Um, I would like it if people knew how much food they were bringing I don't want to make fun of Lin Manuel Miranda, but I think he only brought like six donuts. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> One of my friends said, and then Hamilton brought the other fifty-one. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Snoop um, giving like you know Roscoe's yes. to people in L.A. Food trucks, yeah. I, uh, you know, um, Union Strong Solidarity, as much help as you can muster, New York celebrities who aren't evil, I guess. Yeah, come on, Sarah Jessica. Yeah, yeah. And just like that, we can have some food. <laughs> oh, have you... Okay, I have... For, as a comic in New York City, I have not seen Che 
in a while. So I don't know where Che Diaz is. I haven't seen them at the cellar. It's like very funny that all this, the strike is happening and more kind of like discussions concerning uh, wealth inequality and 1% and taking advantage of working people. All this is happening. And what the... Like, what the media does is they go, Bob Iger, what do you think of this? <laughs> and it's like, don't ask him. First of all, Bob Iger, you should have lied. You should have lied. That was not smart. Just lie. <laughs> if there's one thing I want them to take away from this, multimillionaires, lie more. Y'all have not, y'all haven't been telling the truth too much. David Zoslav, Bob Iger, just lie. Be like, oh, we I'm going to try my best. <laughs> you went on CNBC and said, it's unrealistic. <laughs> you know what it's like when you're in a fight with somebody and it's like the best way to resolve it too is like you know just like just even so even notes from like studio executives yes. or something, right like we lie to them all the time oh. and they do lie to us oh, yes. where you just say stuff like oh absolutely I'll change that you know because it gets the things resolved thank you for when flagging you stubborn, that yeah. thank you for flagging that when you were stubborn though and you're like I ain't doing that shit. Well, then people get mad. And <laughs> you're not in a position where people are going to take your side easily. <laughs> That's the thing. If you're like, oh, I want this to happen. Oh, I'm trying my best. We're going to get through it. Oh, I really want to talk about that. Let's make sure. Settle. But you were like, it's unreal. It's just not realistic, girl. What else do you want? <laughs> Bob Iger, why did you say that? <laughs> and then the next day you were like, by the way, I think I want a new boat. And I don't care. <laughs> and by the way, I'm selling parts of Disney. Oh, you're selling things for scraps? What's happening? <laughs> Why are we splitting stuff up? He's like, oh, y'all strike it. I'm going to get rid of FX. No, no. I'm going to get rid of Hulu. <laughs> no. Bob Iger put FX on his Instagram story and was like, who wants this? <laughs> I'm selling. I'm selling. I'm renting out FX for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! He's on the Facebook Marketplace. Um, let's talk about some of these rules. Yes. By the way, because as I said before, you know, this is Keep It Strike Edition, which means like, you know, this is almost like when we had like the the COVID episodes. You know, like our at home editions. In the COVID edition, we were getting like. Jane Fonda popping on, you know, like people coming on to promote their stuff because they were at home and they were bored. Now we have <laughs> celebrities at home and bored, but they will not be coming on <laughs> because they cannot promote their work. SAG's rules are basically that um, you cannot do any promotion. Nope. L like, Interviews, promotions, publicity services for any struck companies is verboten. Mm-hmm. Except for the Jesus of Nazareth show, apparently. That Jesus show got a waiver. Did they? they? Yes, they can I mean, keep... But who the fuck is in that show? <laughs> Jim Caviezel? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a new Jesus show. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that the one on the CW? Yes, I... How did they get a waiver? Look at God. <laughs> <laughs> We can promote <laughs> yeah. the Lord. We can promote the oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. That's one thing we will do. Uh, in this house, <laughs> WGA, I know about HIM, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you are allowed to just, like, be on podcasts and shoot the shit, I guess, which, you just is, can't fortu promote none. which is fortunate because 
doesn't every actor in SAG have a podcast at this point anyway? It is, it is, yeah, it is interesting because you can't promote something that is working with a struck company, but you can just be like, man, I saw this thing at the grocery store. You seen this? Like, mm. you can just do that. I mean, but also all these athletes have podcasts now. So, like, there's just going to be, I think, an influx of people talking about other things since promotion of a lot of media is kind of, like, not going to be able mm. to be done. And also, like, in. Uh, Instagram and TikTokers have a couple of specific rules. Some TikTokers are being stupid. Okay, yes. Let's some, talk about that. Some TikTokers are being dumb with a capital D. <laughs> yeah. If there was somebody with the name. Say there was somebody with the name like on TikTok. I think it was like Straw Goofy Hat. It's Straw Hat Goofy. It's a, his, <laughs> Which his, is apt. It's an apt name. <laughs> Listen, here's the crazy part. Francesca Ramsey been up in his Shout out to ass. Francesca Ramsey, by the way. Because... Ooh, baby, you have the time that a lot of us do not to handle some of these lightweights. Um, so Straw Hat Goofy, which he is his name. It's a reference to One Piece. It's a reference to him enjoying anime. But girl, if you're going to say something stupid, change your name. Because yeah. now everyone is like, with your goofy ass. Your goofy ass. Everyone is like, okay, goofy. And you can't even be like, that's not what it means. You just have to be like, yeah, you, you're right. It is wild to get on TikTok and be like, like some of the girls are doing and be like, well, you know what? If if I if I get offered a job, I'm going to take it. Yeah. I, I'm a scab. Uh, not only that. And then I'm be like, here. oh, wait, I'm not a scab. I'm not a scab. And to be like, I'm getting this bag. And then to be like, <laughs> I would never accept the acting role. And then be like, I did some voiceover work and I was an actor in this one thing. But that was just for fun. And you're like, no, you don't get it. Stop speaking about it. Yeah. So basically, scabbing mm -hmm. involves crossing a picket line. So if you are a TikToker, an influencer, a drag queen, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, Jinx Monsoon, they just made a post about this on Instagram, too. You know, like, the studios are nasty bitches, which yes. means they will get anybody else to promote the stuff that they have coming out. Because, you know, like, Barbie Heimer, which mm -hmm. comes out this week, like, that was... That was the the last. That was Custer's last stand. Yeah, that was Custer's last stand. You know, like was there that, is no more per, any other movie that is coming out now. There will be no red carpets. There will be no press junkets. The girls are not. They are not even posting. They can't even post on Instagram. You can't, like go see the movie. Okay, that's like, the thing. I saw my friend. Um, you know, Solomon Giorgio. Yes. Um, was, you know, he was a writer on Survival of the, Survival Thickest. Of the Thickest. Producer. On Producer. Survival of the Thickest. In an episode, you know, um, I wasn't going to support it anyway because Michelle Buteau did not hire me and I interviewed for the show. <laughs> but uh, we love you, Michelle. I, mean, I love you, Michelle. I love you, Michelle. Michelle is so fucking funny. So fucking uh, funny. And the, show was, the show was great, mm -hmm. you know, but they can't promote it. Nope. They can't promote it. They can't talk about it. Um, which is a shame, you know, because like, it's a shame that, like, it's affecting, like, a show like that, too, because, you know, it's, like, a show, the kind of show that you want on the air. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's not some, like, other Netflix and nonsense, was, ooh, you know? And it was, like, the timing of it. It yeah. was truly, like, tick-tock, tick-tock, get it out. They should have pushed that shit up, to be honest. Yes. Because you know Barbie and Oppenheimer pushed them press release, pushed them press junkets, pushed them premieres up early because they were like, oh, this, this strike about to happen? We will be on the carpet. And also... 
I, if you remember that video, Fran Drescher talked about <coughs> part of the extension was that, oh, are they going to renegotiate some of these terms? No, the extension was so that studios had another two weeks to promote and release movies so mm-hmm. that there could at least be some sort of midsummer push yeah. for films. So they kind of like got away with it as mm-hmm. well. I, I Let me also, tell you something. What? Tom got his movie out. Listen. <laughs> If we know anything about Tom Cruise, <laughs> that shit coming out on time. It will. It's- but also, <laughs> it came out today that like Tom was in the negotiations with the studios on the support of the actors, obviously, yes. about like AI shit. Yeah, which Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning is basically about like the evils of AI. <laughs> so and also, let, let's not just say that movie. Um, there's an entire subgenre of sci-fi that's just about the dangers of artificial intelligence and us playing Spielberg made with a damn it. movie called AI. It, not just that. Like, the most famous movies are about this. Why are we... If I can be a nerd for a second. Literal comic books are about this. This is a story <laughs> that is very old and very well-tried. Why are studios being like, what I mean... Just let them, let's see what can happen. No, no. You want to save a digital IRA so that you can use it in perpetuity and then IRA never knows. So then you have him online talking shit about someone and he's like, I never said that about you, Azalea Banks. I didn't say that. That was digital IRA. You know what I mean? (laughs) Then she's attacking him again? No. I love how you put again. I, I, we, we've been on Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> uh, still the funniest insult ever lobbied <laughs> at me. I'm sorry. Podcast, the brokest form of media. She is funny as hell. Girl. I love Azalea Banks. <laughs> I love Azalea Banks. Was, the, it's Get just her like, on the picket line. I Listen, no, I need her. With the, with the bullhorn. With the bullhorn and the machete and a chicken and a cauldron <laughs> and a pot and some hair and some incantations, some spells. I want some bruja. I want some magic, dark magic though. Let's let's put some curses on folks. Yeah, because this this shit needs to wrap up. I like my bills has been affected. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have the income coming in anymore. I I mean everything is getting pushed back. CBS is airing Yellowstone mm-hmm. now this fall. A lot of streaming shows and are going to be Taylor pushed. Sheridan because with his whole he just had that profile too where he's like you know like I ride everything you know what? like because you know people don't know you know the old west like I do like okay bitch first of all first, you don't uh, know the old west <laughs> and, what are you talking about and so he's a writer on every single fucking episode which means he about to get some CBS residuals you know what CBS is not doing. Re-airing So Help Me Todd, that damn show that I worked on. Yes. Because I want a residual check. Yes. Yeah. But they are re-airing Ghosts with, like, the UK version of Ghosts. Wait, what? So, like, because, you know, the, the networks ain't got shit to air. So, yeah. like, their, their fall schedule includes um, reruns of Ghosts. Yes. But also airing the UK version of Ghosts, which it was based on. Uh, so, like, audiences could see, like, the UK version paired with the American version. I don't know what the fuck that is going to do besides, you know, like, if you was writing episodes of Ghosts, well, congrats on some new residuals. Uh, CBS Viacom, why are you rummaging through your purse? <laughs> I, you're like, no, I got it. I, I, it's in here. I know. Okay. Just just find the peppermint. Re-air okay. Dallas. <laughs> Hopefully the strike is all a dream. I just, I can't. Oh, my goodness. It's so, it's so, like, interesting also to hear people 
who enjoy the consumption of media and not necessarily understand kind of what you're describing is that like some writers are going to make a shit ton of residuals because of the way networks have been set up. But if that would have continued on streaming, those residuals wouldn't have come in. They wouldn't be as necessarily as lucrative. So like there, there are levels to this that also are affecting. I got a residual check for the one CBS show that I did Mm -hmm. work on and it paid my rent for a few months the beginning of this year. Do y'all hear that? Okay. You know, I, I got a residual check from his a bills Netflix. Are, from his a bills ne- are paid. Well, I said for the first few months of the <laughs> okay. year. Okay, she's broke again. Because <laughs> uh, the residual check comes in for a Netflix show, and that will get me, um, I don't know, a seat upgrade on JetBlue. <laughs> <laughs> Even more space. <laughs> oh, you're not going to fully to the front. You just go, okay. Not meant. Okay, all right. Not it's not meant. A, it's not, not a meant. meant. Not meant. <laughs> <laughs> Just some leg room. <laughs> An extra carry-on. Uh, no, because streaming residuals, part of that is the way that deals are set up. I mean, uh, SAG after released some information today that the the studios basically don't want us to know as performers and as writers. They want they they think that the the way that shows end up being viewed, that data is IP, so they don't want to share that with us. Because if they shared it with us, then we'd know how much we were supposed to be making based on how many people were watching. And if they shared it, then their investors would also know how popular their shows really are. Mm -hmm. Because Netflix every week is always like, this is the most watched show on Netflix ever. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they go, on a Thursday at this time slot this month. (laughs) What does that mean? No one has watched any more shows than this show today at this hour per our study. Great. Then at this time of the (laughs) week, at this point... How about you deposit some money in my bank account? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Pay people for making... I mean, I thought, when I found out that Stranger Things uh, was making huge amounts of money, and they're like, I don't think the writers are seeing any of that. No. They're that, seeing that what they agreed came to. came out about Origins of the New Black, about yeah. how like, they, were, they were like broke. Yes. Working minimum wage jobs still while on the damn show Kimiko bartending. Gl- Kimiko Glenn has those TikToks about it. I, I, she even did Waitress during that or right yeah. after that. So, I mean, like, you hear these stories both from the acting side and from the writing side that people aren't being compensated, not only for their work, but for the halo effect of their work and for us boosting these streamers. And it really, I want people to understand. People getting bonuses off of, performance. I, I put this show on the air, but you haven't done shit. Why yes. are you still, as an executive, continuing to make money off of a show for years when the people who created it, who acted in it, are are like, can't pay their bills. They're doing us the way Puffy did Mace. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. Can't stop, won't stop. They're pebbles. <laughs> no! <laughs> Pe- okay, it's so funny bring it up. TLC. It's so funny bring it up because when someone talking about the air quality, New York is smoky again. Yesterday I said, girl, Lisa done burned the house down. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto, why are you burning the house down? (laughs) All right. When we're back, we're joined by the fantastic Tori Kelly. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. 
In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Our guest today brings to mind one of my favorite Whitney Houston quotes. I listen to singers. I very rarely listen to people who cannot sing. And our guest today has vocals, okay? She has been writing and releasing incredible music for over a decade now. She is back with a new album dropping on July 28th, my birthday. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, Appropriately titled, Tori, please welcome to keep it two-time Grammy winner, the divine and celestial Tori Kelly. Oh my goodness. That was the best intro ever. <laughs> and guess what? We meant it. We were talking about oh this God. before the podcast. We were like, listen, you talk about someone that can sing. This is and and it's so it's so cute that other people try. But you Oh stop. Woo! Oh my god. Oh goodness. my god. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. You you just you starting that intro with quoting Whitney Houston. I was like, wait, where's this? <laughs> amazing. I listen everything. to singers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's a great quote. <laughs> and the new album has Missing You, which I yes. love. Missing you, you is such it's such a fun summer song. It's about kind of getting back into some mess that you thought you had, <laughs> you gone off that Riesling. What Tori? It could be it could be interpreted that way, I guess. Tori. Tori. What you gone off that Riesling? You know, there's there. 
<laughs> a lot of my songs, to be honest, I definitely write from a real place, but a lot of my songs, people don't realize they're also pulling from different stories, whether it's like a friend's experience oh, okay. or yeah, I kind of insert myself. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm happily married, like not missing anybody. <laughs> but I can totally insert myself in, into that emotion. And actually, it's funny because I, I sometimes just play pretend and think about like, oh my gosh, what if like me and my husband broke up or something? And then I can totally get into that world. And also- That's what good artists do. Totally, yeah. Storytellers. Storytelling is a little bit of acting involved, but it's always coming from a real place, I think, which which is kind of the through line of everything. <laughs> but yeah, getting into some mess. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard it, because uh, it was it's so popular online, but then also when the single was released, I was like, oh, this is good. This has like elements. It's like it's got a fun buildup. It's dancey. Yeah. It's a fun summer song. It's still about love and longing yeah. and connection. But I was like, what is this about? Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. So there's also uh there's gonna be a missing you remix as well. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, people were right when I put it out, people were begging for like more of an RB kind of spin on it. So we're like, might as well. Cause we were definitely the, I feel like with this song and a lot of the EP and, and the album, we were super inspired by like the Y2K, mm-hmm. um, like early 2000s R&B, late 90s R&B. But then also that kind of UK, like Craig David. I, mm. I always Ooh. feel like I'm saying it wrong. UK Garage. Is that how we, is that how we say it? It's like the first time I said it out loud. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always yeah. typing it. And I'm like, as an American, I'm like, Tori, I'm, Tori, I'm from Mississippi. He's from Milwaukee. We don't know. I know. Y'all are the wrong, y'all are the wrong people to ask. <laughs> You're the wrong I, I asked all my British friends. They're like, yeah, say garage. Because that'd be weird if I was like, UK garage. Like yeah, you better you better anyway. add some beans on toast, folks. Right, right. But I don't know why I felt the need to like justify myself just there. But um, but yeah, we were kind of pulling from that UK sound too. So it was like this combination. But then people were like, yeah, we want we want like a straight up R and B version. So we're like, okay, so we threw mm. that on there you too. You said Y two K inspired. Uh, you know, I actually have. First of all, you're like one of the first guests that we've had on the podcast. I haven't done this for like six years. Like, obviously, like, we've had people who, like, um, you know, friends of mine love and stuff. But I know friends of mine, like, love your voice down. So you're uh, one of the first people that I've actually texted friends. I was like, Tori uh, Kelly is coming on the show. What do you want to ask her? And uh, since uh, Y2K, my friend Melanie Hunter wanted to know, since this album is Y2K inspired, she said, ask Tori, one influential pop girl album from the Y2K. Which one's gotta go? Uh, Emancipation of Mimi, Full Moon, Brandy, uh, Can't Take Me Home, Pink, or JoJo self title. One what? gotta go. I wrote. We ain't doing this. <laughs> why, why would you do that to me? <laughs> what? What a, what a mean friend. <laughs> she is rude. She's also a Leo. She's, so rude. she's also a Leo, so she's a terrorist. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Okay, wait. Which one has to go? You said. You said Mimi. Emancipation oh Mimi, Full Moon, Can't Take Me Home, and JoJo Self-Title. Can't Take Me Home is the, you said pink? Pink. Yeah. pink. That's with the sunglasses, right? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you no. go. Looking. Pitiful. And then jo- and JoJo, like her first album? Yes. Y'all, this is so you truly, hard. You truly can't do this to her. <laughs> we truly can't. Which one's your favorite? That's, that's like, a better that's question. A, yeah. yeah, that's a way better question. Yes. I would say, I feel like Mariah, that album was so mm-hmm. uh, just iconic. I mean, that's, Mimi was truly emancipated. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that because she always she obviously was Mariah Carey already at that point. But mm-hmm. for me and just maybe it's just my generation too. Like something about when that album came out, I was like, whoa! Like it was just yeah, it kind it, it kind of um, like that's we belong together. Really that's yeah, like shake it off. Like isn't it's like also that? like circle circles is on that right um yeah like there's some crazy ballads too yes. like vocally i think i was really inspired i oh again mariah carey was always mariah carey so everyone was like oh best voice whatever but i think for me growing up i i like really studied those songs as a mm. vocalist um yeah what's the other one uh circles and then be uh mine my Maybe. oh my <laughs> Yeah, that. Yeah, that's my. That's my. See, that's what we wanted. Some impromptu Tori Kelly vocals. Yeah, I still because I still try to hit those notes. That's like that's a good like practice album when I'm like warming up and stuff. Ooh, well, because your because your voice and your instrument is so precise and so beautiful. Whenever you want to have a song, like you said, that's inspired by like. UK garage, as we're going to say. That's like, the production's a bit more dancey. Yeah. But like, you still get to have fun vocally. Is that like a balancing yeah. act where you're like, I want to, you know, I kind of want it like this, but also, because it's not a ballad. Like, Missing You isn't yeah. a ballad. For sure. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, uh, so I did I did this whole project with this amazing artist slash writer slash producer, John Bellion. Mm. And I've been a fan of his forever. He's so good. He's so dope. And I, I've been a fan of his art for a long time. People don't know that he's like behind a lot of crazy big hits right now. Um, but he he and I were chatting just what do we want this sound to be? And I really appreciated how he he uh, how, how do I say this? It's like he really appreciated my gift and my vocal ability, but he wasn't like it wasn't this thing of like, oh, we got to have you like going crazy on every song and like just sing your face out. Like he was really focused also on what is a Tori Kelly, like big song sound like, or catchy song, you know, like let's focus on the hooks and then kind of blend the two worlds together because I love so many different genres and I love singing my face off, but I also want to like let other people sing along. So it was kind of finding this balance of like, no, I I don't want to just like sing all over this track. Like I want people to have fun and sing along with me. Um, cause I think at this point too, it's like, I've already, I've already shown that I'm a singer, you know, it's like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't need say it. that. I, I, say that, Tori Kelly. Street like, talk, talk your shit, Tori Kelly. I've already shown. I'm a, that's right. Two Grammys. Like, we ain't playing it's games. More, it's more just like, yeah, like I, like what, el- you know, what else can I do in my artistry? What else can I explore? And mm-hmm. that, that side of me is not going anywhere. Like that's what was so fun about making these songs is like, I still kind of, had those little vocal moments, but, you know, they're just a little less mm-hmm. in your face, I guess. No, that's one of the best parts <laughs> of a song that you're dancing to, and then you try to sing it in front of your friends, you go, oh, this is hot. Oh, wait a right. minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Speaking of, yeah. like, vocals, you know, you are, like, so good at, you know, like, so many things, but, you know, like, I love a vocal run, and, you know, and, like, yeah. we were talking about Mariah Same. earlier. <laughs> like, what are some of your favorite vocal ruts that you love oh my goodness of my own of your own or like other songs that you've sung that you're like oh i love doing that hmm that's a good question i mean the the first one that comes to mind i don't even know if it's my favorite but i love i love 
the reaction I get from it because it's kind it's become this run that I've I feel like I've been kind of known for, which is like the PYT run, I guess, mm. <laughs> where it's like I have to give my dad credit for that run, too, because he always was challenging me to like reverse the runs. Like, you know, how people go like a lot of times we run like downwards, you mm-hmm. know, like ah, whatever. And then he was like, what if you flip it around and then it's like you're going up. So then that's where the PYT came. The PYT run came from that. So shout okay. out to dad. <laughs> but yeah, that one. Um, I don't know. I I make up. I, I feel like I make up runs all the time. That's that's the most fun part. And and what I'm looking forward to about just like touring again and stuff, because I feel like every show I get to sort of, you know, make up my own things and like. Yeah, like I, I like when you can't when you can't predict what I'm gonna do. That I get I get a lot of joy out of that. <laughs> you talked about touring, and you kind of talked about the aesthetic. Well, the sonics mm-hmm. of the album. So, is the tour gonna be early 2000s themed? Is there gonna be? Because <laughs> we look at the art for Missing You. We yeah. look at yeah. So we look at this kind of fun new area we're playing in that's familiar but also new. Like, do you have a favorite fashion? component from the early 2000s from early 2000s r&b you talk about uh craig yeah. david so like what was like what's something you can't wait to see again metallics metallics are are a vibe i wore like all metallic for my y2k themed 30th birthday so that was what's that was up fun. okay it's all silver i feel like bucket hats are definitely a vibe for okay. me lately i wore my first bucket hat Fourth of July weekend, and it's crazy because I always thought they looked crazy on my head, but I just put one on because it was hot, and like I was like, "This is practical." And I was like, "Good in a bucket hat, I can picture it." I was like, "Okay, the bucket hat is a vibe." And my my friends, like, by the end of the night, they were like, "Ari, you love that bucket hat. (laughs) Like, you love it down." No, they're fun. Yeah, I, I never. I mean, I had bucket hats as as a kid, but. Mm. I um yeah, and I never thought I could pull it off, and now I have like a whole closet full of bucket hats. <laughs> They're fun, especially on like bad hair days, and like Adam's gonna throw this on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would think that also like the um the the Y two K aesthetic is really just sort of like back in general. Yeah. I mean like um I'm totally. sure you know the group Flow. You know, I, I just saw them do a concert in New York recently, and it was just Me like... Me too. Wait, were we at uh, the same show? Oh, the New York show? The one at uh, yeah. Webster Hall? Yes, that yes, was there. Ah! <laughs> That's so funny. And I, was like, I happened to be there. I was singing the anthem at a Knicks game, and then someone was like, oh my gosh, Flo's performing. I was like, we're going. <laughs> That's oh, crazy. I, I love them so much. And I'm Me friends too. with um Emily K, who has worked oh, with them. Oh, I love that. him too. Yeah. Yes. And so um I like I love like the 2000 sound from mm-hmm. that. And it was just like the, like before the show too, it was like they were playing, you know, like all the 2000s jams, like Destiny's Child, you know, 3 yeah. w and stuff. And, like the audience, and this is this is like a, full of like a lot of Gen Z people too, like just wow. singing these songs down. And like they are yeah. you ready know why, for this I, vibe. Because the old hymns still have power. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. Yeah. yeah. We're not playing. Absolutely. Also, uh, my. My favorite part about it is that it's always celebratory. Like, there is a mm-hmm. fun element to that early 2000s sound. Not that we've completely gotten away from, but, like, yeah. even songs that were kind of sad, even songs where he was cheating, they were still kind of fun. 
Yeah. You're still dancing a little That's bit. True. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting because I, I kind of have a theory that like it feels like every gosh, what are what year are we in? Yeah, like every 20 years, it feels like things kind of recycle in fashion, mm-hmm. music. I don't know if that's just me, but I remember, I mean, even like when the 80s were kind of in and then, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe, maybe that 20 year thing is there's something mm-hmm. in that. But um, yeah, I love, I love seeing it because it, <laughs> me and my friends joke that like even the fashion and stuff now, it's almost like all of the, all of the things that we saw as kids, like looking up to, you know, the. I don't know, the Lindsay Lohans and the just yeah. like the Paris Hiltons and the, you know, the it girls of that mm-hmm. time. What like Tori, Destiny's did, Child. Did it's you have like your navel out? Be... <laughs> I did I didn't. Did you have your kid? navel out? Did you have your belly <laughs> no, button out? Young no, lady. But like the fashion now, it's almost like we we get to just like have fun with that stuff now because mm-hmm. we were, you know, we were a little younger back then. But it's like it's just like reliving all the best parts of Y2K and erasing the <laughs> Not good parts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like bullying? <laughs> yeah, bu- bullying, of course. Never good. I was thinking more like like my... I have a picture of myself in like capri pants. I'm like, mm. no. Capri, okay, let's talk... Let, no, because you brought go. it up. What's the thing that you better... <laughs> that you do not want to see come back? I think that... I think capris. I, I think that's it for me. They make... Ankles make me uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to see just my ankle. <laughs> like, even... <laughs> Listen, I agree. Unless it's shorts, know, like shorts are fine because it's like yeah. intentional. But like, yeah, you know, I agree because like, you know what I hate? I hate like no show socks. <sighs> yeah, like just wear the crew sock or like no yeah. sock at all. Like the ankle, the bare ankle. It's like yeah. not to be you know like you know like um like we're talking like I'm from Prohibition or something. Like ladies, don't show ankle. <laughs> But it's it's like a little a flash of ankles. It's not sexy. (laughs) Cover it up. (laughs) Cover it up, strumpet. Y'all are out here being wanton women. Exposed ankles. Uh -uh. People right now are listening to this in capris, like really sad. (laughs) But it's weird because also like the big. I love like the big baggy pants. I don't know if that was more. Was that more nineties? No, they were still big in the two thousands. Yeah, the like the the, like Jenko jeans. You know, that's like Like, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, the baggy well, pants where it's at for me right now. Well, dressing like Kim Possible. Big old pants, kind of tight, small shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are all dressing like Kim Possible. That's so true. <laughs> we bring back beepers. Oh, oh. Disney, don't get mad. Disney, it was not enough for us to get oh, in trouble. Mm, no, no. No. Way too fast. So you're doing the <laughs> RB remix. Um, are we gonna get like an R&B full album at some point. And also, <laughs> when are we going to get, like, the full-length live album? You know, like, oh. like I'll, you know, like, like, a Homecoming, like, you know, like, Ariana's. I was just recently listening to Ariana's live album yesterday, and I was like, wow. this is so good. I need a new yes. live albums from people. Yeah, I, you know what, I, that's on, that's on my bucket list for sure. I feel <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, ideally, it's, it's when you're on a tour, right? And mm-hmm. you can just kind of record it that way. Um, I've always wanted to do a live album. I actually think with this new music and, you know, this is, this is also just like the first part of, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's just an EP. Like, why does we've been waiting? And I'm like, 
this is really just the first taste and there's definitely more coming. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, folks, also, folks, be grateful. <laughs> yeah. Be grateful. <laughs> what, what y'all doing being mean to Tori Kelly? Because she's giving y'all stuff. <laughs> Cut it out. Be grateful. Yeah, so, but yes, live live album is like a dream of mine. Um, yeah, I, I I would absolutely love to do that. You also teased. You also teased a song on Instagram. I did. Okay, as good as hell. What's so what? What can we know? What what or what are you allowed to say? Well, I te- I I forgot what I teased at this point because I feel like I've been dropping little hints like for a year. <laughs> oh my god! It was. I, um, I was just listening to it too, and it was, was it like me walking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that so that's on that's on the EP. Okay. Yeah, because we just we announced the track list and everything, so it's uh it's seven songs, including "Missing You" and the remix. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm so excited because it had it really has been a long time since I've just been able to put out my own stuff. Like I I put out, I mean, I did a Christmas album through COVID. It's like I've been doing stuff. I did. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been busy, but you actually, two, you did two movies where you sing yeah, your yeah, face yeah. off, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but like my own, you know, original songs in the in this new style in this new era, if you will, um, and just really exploring, like, okay, what, how do, how, how do I want this next, you know, chapter to sound, or what do I want these songs to feel like for people and for myself. And really just stepping into more confidence as a woman, as an artist, like all of these things coming together. It just makes me even more excited for people to hear these songs, because I I think on in a lot of ways, it's a new, fresh sound. Like for a lot of people, I think would be like, whoa, this is so different for her. But then for me, it's um, it feels a lot like simultaneously going back to my roots, because this is all you know, this is all the type of music either that I was listening to as a kid or that I was literally recording as a kid, like kind of in and out of the industry so it feels like even with the brown hair it's like this is like my natural color so it's like going you know it's like my roots but also a new fresh tori not only do we love it it is exactly (laughs) what you described you go oh i knew she could do this i didn't know when she was gonna do this but i knew if she wanted to she could handle this so like this style your voice fits so well it's so because like you said, like you have the talent, the skill, the precision and the instrument to be able to do so many things. But to make a catchy, fun song mm-hmm. that's also sung beautifully, that's a skill. So Thank I'm you. very excited. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, like I have been such a fan since the first time I heard Nobody Love. Okay, oh, like that shoot. is. Yeah. I still like that song. I the beginning that on, of that, that song. Is, that song. That is just like that is anthem. That's okay? your song. Yeah. yeah, that it's anthem, <laughs> and you know it's just like when you hear uh, like oh uh, when the music builds in it, it's just it's a perfect song, and I think that's what like that's when people start falling in love with you. Uh, I'm so excited for the EP. Yes, Thank we're so you. Ex- and it's Ira's birthday gift. That's so sweet of you to give him yes. that birthday present. Yeah, happy early birthday. That's Thank awesome. you. I well, I mean, I th- also That's like, we, yes, we were saying in the beginning of the 
episode two, like Jay's husband, like is a fan down. Yes. Oh of my yours. goodness. Really? So. Yes. When he found out that you were gonna be on the podcast, he's like, "Can I come?" I was like, "Baby, it's still Zoom. You don't have." <laughs> Can I? It's come? not. <laughs> Can I watch the screen? <laughs> you gotta tell him I said hi, though. I That's will. So it, yeah, his name is Garrison. He's a huge fan. Like hi, we, Garrison. We... Shout Aww. out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have been the sweetest. This is such a delight. Thank Aww, you for being here, Tori. Yeah, too. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. So the Emmy nominations were announced last week, and I hope you like Succession and White Lotus, uh, (laughs) because that's all you got nominated this year. Uh, There were still some surprises and snubs, uh, but damn, HBO, Last of Us 2. Last of Us for a a bottle episode. Yeah. This is what I'll say. I'm... I love the fact that queer storytelling is at the forefront. And by queer storytelling, of course, I'm talking about succession. And that's <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, yeah, it's y'all, the TVs were on Sunday. They, a lot of Sunday, <laughs> Sunday night, the voters were watching. You know, you can watch the rest of the week as well. Um, people know, some notable snubs, uh, people talked about, P Valley. People mm. also talked about how um, <laughs> this is so. They talked about how like you don't you know you don't have to nominate the entire cast of a show. You can just pick your favorites. That is so. This is really the thing because like I love Succession down. Yes, I love it down. But and I and I also always get that like you know like the last season of a show usually racks up a lot of nominations you know it's why like yeah, Sarah Jessica but, Parker has you know like her Sex and the City Emmy for like the last season you know people but, are finally like oh ta- we ignored you for a few years let's give you something but we're but, talking about five season shows those six, were like yeah, eight Succession yeah. had got a bunch of Emmys last year yes this is the last season I expected some Emmy nominations but baby. Not everybody was, you know, showing out this season <laughs> to where, like, I'm sorry, why is Nicholas Braun nominated? Cousin Greg, be, be careful. Cousin Greg do be, this season? You, you can't go back to Brooklyn. You can't go to a dive bar in Brooklyn. You better watch out. He's. T- oh, you better watch out. I have his number. <laughs> <laughs> he has mine. If he's mad, he can text me. Uh, this is. I mean, <laughs> I think he's he's not he's nominated because of. The scene when he when he told when he told the secret maybe maybe that's what the voters saw they're like that's the scene 
I don't. I, I love Nicholas Braun. Okay, yes. Sky High, Chef's Kiss, excellent <laughs> actor. Uh, and Sky honestly, High. like he was one of my favorite parts of Zola. He was showing out okay. in that damn movie. He was showing out Listen, in that movie. Okay, that's what we. That's where we need to see him more. Right, we need to see him in shit like that. Yes. actually a very good point. Thank you. Okay. Well, also because it's strike, y'all ain't seen him in shit. <laughs> but <laughs> <You> sure won't. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever the strike is over, think about that. Put him in more like indie shit with like opposite black people. Yes, yeah, yes. that's where he. That's where he's comfortable. Well, because he's uncomfortable. Okay, yes, it's, it's yes. you know it's giving like awkward. You know, yes. like you know, um, it's like the white people who'd be in UPN shows. Oh, you know? ooh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like like uh, or like uh, um, Bullethead for the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> Bullethead and Lori Beth Denberg. Yeah, Lori Beth. This it's, we got all the way back to Mr. Hightower. <laughs> but um that is just to say that like you look at these nominations mm-hmm. and it is just it's giving lazy, it's giving payola, it's giving <laughs> attention on pickpocket. <laughs> Which shout out to White Lotus. Yeah. Yes, I mean because here are these nominations for like, Outstanding Supporting Actor in mm-hmm. a Drama Series. As I said, Nicholas Braun, Succession. Matthew McFadden, Succession. Mm-hmm. Alan Ruck, Succession. Alexander Skarsgård, Succession. Mm-hmm. Will Sharp, White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Theo James, White Lotus. Yes. For showing the dick. The prosthetic the is prosthetic nominated. Dick, yes. F. Murray Abraham, The White Lotus. What is going on? That's what is al- going on? That's also the category because Tyler James Williams is nominated in the comedy mm-hmm. in the comedy adjacent category for that one. But is that one? There's only one person of color in that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series, you got that one is a little bit more like comedy. The nominations are a bit more loose. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like for comedy, you've got you know like. Anthony Kerrigan for Barry, you yes. know, Phil Dunster for Ted Lasso, yes. Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso, James Marsden for Jury Duty, which, yes. 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 Yeah. When I first saw James Marsden acting that silly in Jury Duty, I felt so happy. I was so <laughs> happy. I was so happy when he talked about being Cyclops, because as a nerd, I was like, you, be- you better talk about it. You better <laughs> brag about that. I love you as Corny Collins, too, boo-boo, but come on, we know. We know who who was buttering your bread. <laughs> and like lead actor, you know, you've got Bill Hader, Jason Segel, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Short, Jason Sudeikis, Jeremy Allen White. You know, yeah. like, the it is in lead actress. You know, you got Christina Applegate, Rachel Brosnahan, Quinta, Natasha Lyonne, Jenna Ortega yes. for Wednesday. Yes. Um, Which, Lewis had Lewis, a very funny tweet where he was like, she was snubbed, snubbed for writing. And if you're fun Wednesday, Adams, you'll laugh at that tweet. You won't get mad about it. I feel like she would find that funny. She better. Okay, she sat down with the president of Netflix and she said, I'm going to make history. And that's what this is. (laughs) But like, comedy, 
the, the, the voters are watching comedy. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, you different know, the comedy, like, there's All different over. streamers, you know, network. and like, first of all, like, Abbott's really the only network comedy I would nominate to. It's the mm-hmm. only one I'm watching. I, I, since Big Bang Theory went off the air, it's the only network comedy that I watch. People love Grand Crew and American Auto. I'm not, I don't, okay. I'm not, I'm I not did, paid by did, NBC I Universal. I love Grand Crew. I love Grand Crew. Unfortunately, it, American Auto seemed too much like a show that would air after <laughs> Night Court original. So I unfortunately have not watched it. <laughs> But network comedies, the reason this is important, y'all, listen, we just talked about it, because guess what? The way the network contracts are set up, those people can still get good residuals for re-airing. And you know she's going to re-air this fall. So a diversity of media is helpful to all of us, but only if everyone is also getting treated fairly. That's part of what we're discussing. But also, when it comes to drama, voters, Emmy voters, and I I know some of y'all, watch a bunch of stuff. Watch a bunch of stuff. Okay, boo-boo? Right. And it's so weird because it's like, do the ratings reflect, like, this? it feels like we we'll talk never about know. these, we'll never we'll know, never we'll know. never know. But like, well, sometimes HBO, you know the ratings. Yeah. So. But like, these show and HBO, like the residuals must be set up different. Than, keep, uh, the you, residuals must be set up different than streaming. I don't know HBO residuals because I have not earned an HBO check. Ira, I would love one. I'm not gonna be that girl, but you keep dead naming her, and I don't like it. <laughs> now, Max, listen, Max. Now I'm gonna. Max, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Max. I'm, I'm saying this with love. <laughs> I gave you a couple opportunities. <laughs> Hello. Yes, glad we got him. We got him. It's handled. Max, Max, what are Max's what are Max's pronouns? <laughs> you said it, pay and Ola. <laughs> I did get to talk to Megan Fahey, and I think she's wonderful as Daphne and amazing. I don't I do, I don't vote, but like we you talk about someone who made me go, what the f- God, okay. Yeah. That's some acting, acting. But also, um, I think categories are so stacked now also because Emmy nominees, it's you get to you get to have a long list. Cause what is there's it? a lot of shit on yeah. TV, but it's also like there doesn't seem to be a lot of shit on TV because like voters for drama are only watching one thing. Yeah. And like that annoys me too, because I'm like I, I, you know, I watch a lot of TV. Yeah, and you, like the TV I grew you up watch on, a too, lot of TV, right? And I kind of miss the, I don't know. I would aside from like residuals and like the like SAG AFTRA like Writers Guild shit. You know, like I want network TV to get its lick back. Oh, okay. Like you remember the era of like Lost, Tessard Housewives, West Wing. Yeah. Okay. Like NYPD Blue, like Good Wife. Like this shit was being nominated for Emmys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is, like, watching, like, is there, there are no, aside from, like, Abbott Elementary, right? Mm -hmm. Like, who is really talking about network TV anymore? It's all just, like, different versions of CSI or, like, um... You know, nine one one, nine one one, load star. You shit. Were like, there where for, is the where is the shit that I want to watch the, the dramas? You were there for CSI, The Pines, a couple weeks ago, right? With, oh. the, <laughs> with the chicken tender, <laughs> people being airlifted out because they did too much G. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I was there one weekend, and someone did drown in the pool. Yeah, yeah, that sh- should be happening out there. Mike White, oh, make a show about that. You know what crime needs to be solved? What? This could be a keep. It's an early keep it. Ooh. Middle T. 
Wow. Middle T on Fire Island Pines. You know they are charging for that shit now? <sighs> charging for middle T. You don't get the fuck out of here. But here's the wild part. Can we just congregate right outside? Yes. <laughs> you could just stay. You can stay at low T. Right well, no, there. they do stop selling oh. after a certain bit because they want to force you to go up in there. But it's like, well, then how about you get a better DJ? Oh, wow. Okay? I don't want to hear another remix of MacArthur's Park. <laughs> I want to hear Pound Town. <laughs> Hey, play some hoe music, okay? We need a little hoe section. I we stop playing all this damn caftan music. You play some motherfucking. You play some hits, girl. This is the second time you played the boss, and I love the boss. But right. come on now. I mean, fancy me. I thought I had my degree in love. I have a, I have a painting, vintage again. Literally vintage painting of Diana Ross from like 1986 hanging in my apartment. Beautiful. We love yeah. it. Yeah. That I mean, but also, this is this is proof. You can listen to Diana Ross and love Diana Ross, but still also want to hear sexy red. Come yes. on now. Okay. We, <laughs> we aren't dead, y'all. <laughs> um Blackness is, you know, a cornucopia. It's ever changing, <laughs> ever moving, ever evolving. Also. When you talk about network TV, when you bring up Abbott, what I love about it, and I say this every time I even like hear mention of it, it's such a sneaky, fun, black, female-focused show. Because you're like, no, 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 it's just about school teachers. Mm -hmm. But guess what? In America, you know who's teaching a lot of y'all's kids in public schools? Black women. Sure. So that's what the show's going to be a motherfucking bout. It's like, so I love it. But it's like, where is the sneaky, you know, like, show that's about something that's also entertaining to watch in, like, a drama on yes. network TV? I would love a good network drama to air again. Yes. Okay? And, you know, it's not like the voters would watch it, but I'm not caring about the fucking would. voters. They would. But it's like, you know, it's like, it's also... I think they would, and then there would be tons of articles like, can you believe that this show that's well-written <laughs> in a good time slot is doing well? I know. <laughs> but, like, do networks want that shit? Um, I don't know. It's like, know. maybe that, like, you would think seeing these Emmys, they'd be like, you know, like, Network would be like, well, why the fuck are we even airing the Emmys anymore? You know, like, we don't get nominated for shit. And it rotates, you know? yeah. But, I'm... like, bring back Network TV. Yes. Bring back Network TV. Because, like, on all these streaming shows, it's like, first of all, the way, like, stuff is being, you know, like, puritanical and editing the sex and shit out any way of, like, shows. It's like, it's not like there's a bunch of difference between what's on streaming or cable versus what could be on network TV. But it's just like, network TV is just a lot of whack shows. And, and you're it's making, a lot of whack shows. And you're making a very good point because you're like, if you're already going to sanitize the sex and the language, you might as well just put it on network and have kind of, I guess, like what they do with Abbott and a few other ABC shows and then air it on your connected streamer. Ooh, like, yeah. don't... Well, like, also, yeah, oh, like, oh, like Bravo, where, like, they'll air, like, uh, a Vanderpump Rules or something and then air, like, an uncensored version on Peacock the next yes, day. Yes, yes. That's fun, but also, like, if you're already then, you're going to put, because of the strike, CBS, like, Viacom, you're going to put Yellowstone on CBS. Mm -hmm. Well, why wasn't Yellowstone on CBS in the first place? Exactly. Especially with the target demographic of Yellowstone, with all those centrists and those DeSantis voters. Right? They you, eat that shit up. Baby, Wait, you want them back? all those DeSantis voters? <laughs> that nigga ain't got no votes. <laughs> remember people I, were like, oh, wow, who, DeSantis is America is coming. You're scared of Trump. You should be scared of DeSantis. Scared of who? 
It is funny. Scared of who? It is funny. He that... was like, don't say gay. That's going to take me all the way to the White House. And then people were like, bitch, we gay. So, And he put out a video that was like, can you believe Trump said all this pro-gay stuff? And we were like, wait a second. <laughs> Trump? Do we... Ron, don't make me say I kind of like Donald. What are you doing? What are you doing? Also, it's so odd to see Ron DeSantis do this, do a Trump impression for three years and then be like, plus, I hate that guy. No, you don't. That's your daddy. Okay? For real. You imitated him. You imitated his hand gestures. You gesticulated like him. And now the minute that you think you have some chance of actually being the, the nominee for the party, you you go, oh, I don't like him? Girl, you lying. Mm. It's, it looks silly. He's a clown. Oh, I mean, he's also like, he's also just... He he's a climber. He yeah. want he's like I I gotta I, maybe I could be president and everyone's like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's cute but no. Mm. Any last words on the Emmys? You are nominated, so congrats. Oh, uh, thank you. Congrats. Uh, the show, uh, the problem with John Stewart is nominated. I hope that the writers and I hope the WGA and SAG after. Uh, secure a fair deal and then we can talk about celebrating achievements for these studios because they put out all these FYCs for these shows that they mm-hmm. love so much. Because they know Emmy's happening. Not not on the timetable that it currently <laughs> is scheduled for. So just know this. If you appreciate the work, appreciate the crafters who made it, both the actors and the writers and everyone else involved in making these shows that you get to say, oh, look at this new shiny gem mm-hmm. in my collection. And stop doing bullshit like, like news reports where it's like um, this this cleaning lady at the studio was laid off. Now she's collecting bottles on the street to pay her bills. It's like, but you can pay her, uh, yeah, studio. Yes. You're firing her to try to create a new story to make us look like the villains. It's but you the, are the villain. And it's even bigger. It's them going, oh, can you believe that these actors and writers are so selfish that they're going to wreck LA's economy? And you go, girl, they are LA's economy. Yeah. What are you talking about? That is... They're connected. They're not apart from it and above it. Also, they, why are you cutting? You saw, like cutting the trees, cutting trees too. Listen, in LA, like so, there's no shade now, on like 91 degree now, days while people are striking. Me and Ira would be okay. Some of these writers will develop melanoma very quickly. <laughs> they have not seen the outside. Ugh. Listen, I I mean this literally and figuratively. Me and Ira, we outside. Take that however you want to take it. These people have not been. Give them some shade. <laughs> the sun is mighty bright. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and white people in the sun, the leading cause of death is melanoma. I get so... that The other thing that, like, concerning this whole, the strike and the Emmys, is that, like, everyone had such a mixed reaction when celebrating mm-hmm. last week. Everyone was like... Yay! Mostly because writers were already striking for 11 weeks, so they're they're broke. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the Emmy nomination. Can you send some groceries? I mean, I'll be super honest. As a a writer who does stand-up, I was like, thank you so much 
for nominating the problem with John Stewart. We have such an amazing team. You can catch me this weekend at <laughs> Zany Chicago, August 17th through 19th. You know, literally everything is just a pivot back to people getting tickets to see me live so I can keep affording to buy these stupid new balances. You know, I'm launching a live comedy show. Well, well guess what? I heard a rumor that I might be on that show. You yeah. heard it here first. Keep it fast. <laughs> That's how you get booked now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Quartering me on my own podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, you know what? Like, I need to be in this. I'm in New York. I need to be in the streets. Be in the streets. That I, we saw each other at Lucas's show. That was so much fun. Lucas Tim, yes, who's also worked on the problem with John Stewart. A very, 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 an amazing, an amazing member of the problem with John Stewart talent team. Lucas, who uh, produced a show in New York, and uh, this is actually very funny because I said I keep seeing you, and Iris said I live here, and I said, "Girl, quit playing." And you went, "I've been here, Jay." I said, "Ira, you are so silly. <laughs> you don't live in New York. You are." famous for not living here. <laughs> That's not what you do. I'm like Dua Lipa. I'm never home. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa is home now? <laughs> Imagine being on the road for three years and people are celebrating you finally chilling in your house. <laughs> She's Odysseus. Do you get it? <laughs> My favorite part about Dua Lipa is she says something that I will never forget. Uh, if you don't want to see me having a good time, don't go out. Yeah. Don't go out. If you don't want to see me if you don't dancing with somebody, don't come out. Dancing with somebody, baby, pluck your eyeballs out of your head. Don't go out because you're going to see me. Just like Dua Lipa, I am in the streets. And <laughs> stay tuned. I will be in the streets soon, you know, because, like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to start a live comedy You certainly show. can't write or yeah. act in nothing. Yeah. Ira, live. Coming soon. <laughs> anyway, when we are back, it's our favorite segment of the episode. Keep it. And knowing Jay, he got a good one. And we are back with our favorite segment of the episode. It is Keep It as the guest of honor. Jay, what is your Keep It? My Keep It TikTok lives. Keep Ooh. it. I, <laughs> Why are you coming for my girl Pinky doll? Listen, I love, I love Pinky and I love every I've gang, never, gang. I've never, gang, gang. I've truly never seen a black Quebecois. I've ne- I I've been to Montreal two summers now. I I thought it was just me, but shout out. She's also a mother. She is a mother. <laughs> Wait, she's mothering. <laughs> she's correcting somebody's baby off camera in okay. one of those videos. She was like, Why are you not in bed? Little man, why are you not in bed? <laughs> the reason I'm saying keep it, keep it TikTok lives is like, she's a professional. She's got this shit under wraps. Now, everyone else is trying to do it, and now something insidious has occurred. And I say this as a person who has seen it happen. Mm. They are letting you make videos and then sending stuff that you have to react to, and they are making fun of you. They're sending black people fried chicken. Yes. I don't like it. I don't like I it. I saw somebody do a live and they were like, uh, oh, thank you. Yes, I'm a fatty. And no. I was like, what? Why are you insulting yourself for no. coins? Yeah. It's good. Watch Bamboozled. Yes. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the fact that people are wanting to do it. I don't like the dystopian nature of the economic plight of our society is now that people are trying to do it. Let the professionals do it. Let the sexy 
anime girls with cat ears do it. Their rooms are set up for it. They're lighting. They have enough outfits. Y'all, y'all can't do it. You can't do it like Pinky. Don't try it, okay? Keep it. I don't want to see if I see someone I know and love doing this, I'm... I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. I'm also calling CPS. I'm calling some sort of intervention services to get you away from your phone because you need help. Yeah, like like cooning for coins is is, is is bad enough, but like cooning for TikTok coins because you have to work. I don't know if you know how like TikTok lives work. You yes. know, like people pay, um, you pay to send like little gifts mm-hmm. and then you get a port, but like TikTok takes portion. like half of it That's basically. Thing. So like you have to work like this Peaky Doll girl who's like become very successful online lately, you know, like she's doing, you know, like these reactions. Like, first of all, Timbaland is her like number one donor, can which I, is which say- is weird because she's 19. But that's some old that's, that's a, some old man shit. That's to old do. Man shit. He's watching it. Can I, Timberland definitely. He's just looking for the next Nelly Furtado. Okay. He's like, <laughs> does she the next Aaliyah, like, does she have can she sing? Are there vocals? Timberland is at that age where if he sees you post uh, a swimsuit picture on the beach, his comment is so beautiful, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are such you have grown into such a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, he'll, and he'll sign it. He'll sign the Instagram right. comment. So you know it's him. <laughs> oh, thank you, Timbaland. Ice cream, so good. <laughs> oh, oh, you slurp, are... slurp, slurp, slurp. <laughs> oh, no. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> gang, gang. Anyway, but like she has to do that for so long even to earn some damn money. She has a lot of subscribers. Yes. But like... Ooh, bless anybody who can sit there and, like, monotonously do that forever. Because, like, some of us got ADD. And I, I could g- not. I could not even even with me doing lines of Vivant, okay? <laughs> like, it's not happening. And this is also us being—listen, uh, I'm—in this regard, I'm old. I'm conservative. I'm part of, like, traditional media. I—it's I, not for me. But you know who else is not for? A lot of y'all. So just know that. This is like, I mean, I don't want to liken it to OnlyFans work because it is a bit different. But a lot of y'all truly don't understand the amount of work, care, precision, and intention that goes behind having a digital front-facing presence Mm -hmm. that makes you money. Girl, this is work. It's work, okay? So, like, don't just hop on there. Don't 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 just hop on TikTok Live. If you just want to have a fun little TikTok Live, fine. But don't be. <laughs> Ooh, spicy, spicy. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. Maybe I should do it. <laughs> I pay. <laughs> I would do mine in my underwear. You gotta have. There's there needs to be some. I, you know what? I think there's an audience for that. Okay, I'm getting in my in my drawers. If people want to see it in my drawers. <laughs> Listen, writers on strike, actors on strike. The dangalang is not on strike. <laughs> okay. What's your keep it? Uh, I have like a two pronged keep it. Ooh, okay. Double ended. Mine goes first of all to, and this is I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to attack the theater, but <laughs> theater for a new audience in New York City. Okay. I just recently saw a revival of Orpheus Descending okay. by Tennessee Williams. All right. Not every Tennessee Williams play needs to be revived. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It is a. It was not a good play. 
It is not in play, okay? You don't, is, you don't want to see 27 is, wagons full of cotton again? Okay, I mean, listen, I thought I thought we were scraping the bottom of the barrel when I saw, like, uh, the milk train doesn't run here anymore by, like, <laughs> roundabout years ago. This is, this was not good, okay? It was not good. It's not a good play. But I do have something else to say, though. Okay. This is theater for a new audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I assume, you know, that means, you know, like revivals of plays, you know, like for like new audiences to see them. But the audience isn't new. The audience (laughs) is just old as white people. And I have never met a more hostile audience than an audience that I was sitting in. First of all, there was this woman in front of me uh, who, like, was undoing her, like, curly-ass hair. No. It was, like, and, like, playing with it, like, like during the show, laying and laying her, like, nasty curls all over my legs. No. Like, like, like it was a blanket. Was no this, awareness. This but wasn't part of the she, show. she, like, looked back at me when I was, like, sipping my drink, like, ooh, I'm making noise. I'm like, ma'am, your hair is on my leg. And it was my bare leg, too, because it's hot as hell <laughs> in New York City, okay? So I was wearing shorts. Uh, her <laughs> To the theater? Yes. I'm yes. I made it. And I, like, you know, like, you're laughing at it. You're supposed to be participating in the Yes. The... Playbill says, participate. Yes. You know, well, I'm laughing, you know, like, I, like, you know, say, whisper something, like, to my friend Juan, who I'm watching the play with, and this, like, Amy Mann-looking heifer, like, <laughs> and, uh, uh, like, to the side of me, like, turns back and gives me a look, too. Like, several times, like, when I'm laughing or reacting to the show, and I'm like, well, this is hostile. Yeah. I'm sorry that I don't want to sit there like a boring white person and watch this sh- Tennessee Williams show yes. and act like I am an audience from 1957. Also, okay, where I wasn't allowed in the show. Also, you know, it reminds me of when I saw a slave play and was like laughing at some uh-huh. jokes, and this older white couple like gave me like a look. I'm like, why are you even here? This isn't for you. You I don't, actually snapped back at them at that moment because I was like, <laughs> I was laughing at a joke, and they gave me like a dirty look, and I'm like, shut. The, what are you doing? Here's the wild part. That is such. That is such a weird new thing over the past 20 years that now people are like, they view theater as if it's a museum piece. There's this weird veneration and sort of like uh, pedestal placement of theater, which is live and ephemeral, but also interactive to varying degrees. If there's a joke, if there's a humorous situation happening on stage, if someone laughs and you look at them for laughing, girl, you need to be looking on stage and see why they're laughing. Right. That is so weird to me. This oh, should God, be call and response in good theater. Yes. Yes. 100%. It's the start of theater. The dithrambic chorus. That's been stepped out. It was, Like, the weirdest part for me when I hear about stories like this is I'm like, well, girl, why didn't you just read about the play? Yeah. Just sit, read Sit at play. home and read, yeah. you know, the, the collected Tennessee Williams, okay? Yes. Why are you bothering me to come and see this? <laughs> also, because Ira didn't like it, you're attacking a queer playwright. Right. Oh, my gosh, Ira. I really didn't like that part. <laughs> but that brings me to also just, like, disrespect towards audience members in general. Because I don't know if you saw this video of Miranda Lambert sing- <laughs> singing at her concert. Did you see this video? Listen. She was I, on stage at her concert, girl, and two fans are taking a selfie. And she stops them, singles them out, rude as hell, like, y'all are taking a selfie. You can't hear my song. You know, I'm here to sing some damn country music. It's like, first of all, taking a selfie does not mean you can't hear. I can hear the song. Mm-hmm. Also, be lucky people are coming to see your damn show, girl. Because people said it, and I'll say it, Gwen wouldn't have yelled at them. Sure wouldn't have. 
Well, I'ma just say Okay, it. Gwen would have been like super kawaii. I love Sophie's. <laughs> no! <laughs> Miranda Lambert is still friends with Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean, first of all, we know Jason Aldean has a trash, homophobic, transphobic wife um, who Maren Morris is always getting up in that ass. (laughs) And I love Maren Morris for it. But Jason Aldean also has a new song out. Like The country people are trash this Uh week. His new song out called Try That in a Small Town, which basically has like the lyrics... Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. It's basically lynching music. Now, here's the crazy... And what's the other crazy part? Which is also what Orpheus Descending's about. (laughs) To tie it all back in. The craziest part about that particular lyric is that Jason Aldean is being very cavalier about shootings when he had a shooting happen at his concert. The Las Vegas shooting. Yes, yes, the Las Vegas shooting. That's insane to be that careless and that kind of like nonchalant. Also, why are you making sundown music in 2023? Well, he saw, he saw, like, stay out of our small nah, town. Who do you want to stay out? He saw the Morgan, Negras? He's, <laughs> he saw Morgan Wallen. He said, okay. <laughs> he said, I can do you one better. Okay. Right. All Morgan <laughs> Wallen said was nigga. And like, he has been at the top of the charts. Okay, he is, baby, Taylor Swift is shook. Uh, she was like, Taylor Swift and Drake are yes. shook. They're like, I th- we thought we were the ones who dominated the charts, okay? It's just like, the people with the most number ones on the Hot 100 ever are like, Taylor Swift, Drake, and the cast of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the craziest part about Morgan Wallen. Right, isn't he on doctor's orders not to sing right now? He's like on vocal rest and crushing it. Oh, girl, I mean... Drake did not bring him out of the concert last night. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know Drake. Uh, with Morgan Wallen getting all these number ones, you think Drake gonna have like a country era next? <laughs> he's, like, no. he's like, you know what? He's like, uh, he's tired of Jamaican accents. No. He's tired of, you know, like being British, you know. Girl, uh, you know my favorite like, Drake. So tired of Patois. He's going to have a country twang next no, album. I, I want to hear a Drake country album. Listen, honestly, never mind. I love... I love faggoty Drake. You give me a little bit of faggot. Oh, of course. You I mean, me- Drake, Drake wrote heated. <laughs> you do that, right? I've heard the yes, I've heard the sam- I've heard the the reference track, and yeah. yes, I know Drake wrote heated, which <laughs> also is like <laughs> Drake being like saying, "I'm just as petty as you are, girl." I'm just as petty as you are, girl. Come on, only Ar- the radio can play. Come me. on, Aubrey. Yes, Aubrey. Only the radio can play me. That is the sassiest lie Drake has ever. Drake written. said that to a girl that didn't text him back once. Girl, I don't know who you think you're playing with, but only the radio can play me, boo boo. Okay. Now check that. <laughs> you must think I'm one of these other rappers. That's not who I. Anyway. No, no, no. I love the idea of Drake hearing Beyonce do heat it and be like, I'm gonna need it to be a little bit more pussy. You need to step it up a little bit. Now, girl, what's what's going on, Beyonce? Okay. It's like it's like Lil Yachty writing (laughs) City Girls. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, JT, when you get... your little brother want to fuck <laughs> yeah. on me. <laughs> now, JT, when you get in there, listen. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, that is our show this week. <sighs> thank you to Tori Kelly for being here. And Jay, Jordan, thank you for being here. You are... On tour. Yes, Very I soon. am on tour. I have the kind of sort of sort of kind of tour. I'll be going all over the country. I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'll be in Birmingham. Speaking of sundown towns. No, I'm kidding. I love Alabama. <laughs> uh, I'll be in Chicago. Jason Aldean going to be waiting for you there. <laughs> as long as he brings his fans. Come on. Uh, I'll be in Toronto. I'll be in Grand Rapids. I'll be in Houston. You go to my website. Go to my social media. Just, I mean, really go. Which is which jjordan.com. jjordan.com. At jjordan on all social media. You can find the tour dates and tickets and I'll, maybe some secret shows in New York are coming up. I have one that's sold out on the 21st, but then who knows? And I will not be in the country, otherwise I would go. Ira, uh, Ira does have a reserve ticket. Again, I'm, I'm sorry. Once again, uh, I will be gone. <laughs> also to let you all know, we're switching it up. Yes. Next week, I will be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lewis will be here with a guest co-host. <laughs> Because I can't stay home. <laughs> Bitches don't know how to stay home. <sighs> Can I tell you something? Ira just said he was out of the country. And I want you to know, before this podcast started, Ira said, oh, well, you know, I can't do this next week. I'm going to Columbia. And I was like, girl, I live in Harlem, too. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was just up there. But don't now ever. I understand. Now I understand. First of all, I went to Tish. <laughs> don't you ever imply that I would set foot on Columbia's campus. So he's he's uh he's going out of the country. Yeah. Uh you know, he's getting flued out. I'm joining the cartel. No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm gonna come back mafia papa. Okay. <laughs> no, no illegal activities are going on. We're behaving, he's behaving himself. Uh all right. That's our show. Lewis, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Keep It is a Crooked Media production. Our senior producer is Kendra James. Our producer is Chris Lord. And our associate producer is Malcolm Whitfield. Our executive producers are Ira Madison III and Louis Vertel. This episode was recorded and mixed by Evan Sutton. Thank you to our digital team, Megan Patzel and Rachel Gajewski, and to Matt DeGroot and David Tolls for production support every week. And as always, Keep It is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs>